This is Hybrid Teaching, Pedagogy, People, Politics, a serialized audiobook addressing the intersections of pedagogy and power in our connected and challenging education environment. It's the audio version of the open access collection of the same name, published in February 2021. The book features 27 chapters of provocative text addressing the intersections of critical pedagogy and digital technology in our present political moment. I'm your host, Chris Friend, from Kane University. I introduce your authors and read the occasional chapter. This podcast provides one more avenue for accessing the material from the book, which is also available as an ebook, a print-on-demand paperback, a series of articles published on the open web, and screen- and print-ready PDFs available for free on hybrid pedagogy. This is Chapter 2 of Part 3 Politics, and you'll hear Critical Citizenship for Critical Times, which originally appeared on Alphanar Media on the 19th of August, 2013. It was reprinted in Hybrid Teaching with publisher and author permission. It is read here by its author, Mahabali. Because I have been studying critical thinking for over six years now and live in Egypt, the situation here continues to surprise me. The violence in late 2013 left me stunned. It led me to reflect on critical thinking, citizenship, and what contribution education might make to Egypt's future. My research has shown that Egyptian high school education makes it difficult for students to question their professor's authority and does not give them confidence to participate critically in classroom discussions. But these same students are more willing to question local and foreign media. Some of them are even willing to question religious authorities. Despite the educational system that stresses memorization and discourages questioning and creativity, people in Egypt with many different educational backgrounds displayed skepticism of the Mubarak regime. While it seems a long time ago, now, and much has happened since then, the overthrow of Mubarak was revealing. Despite years of repression, Egyptian youth managed to discern that they needed to get rid of the Mubarak regime, then they did. It was, and still is, an impressive feat. Advocacy is considered one of the highest forms of engaged citizenship, and Egyptians have shown they excel at it. However, everything that has come after that, and especially the events of 2013 summer, leave me feeling that Egyptian notions of citizenship are missing something important. Advocacy on the streets succeeds in toppling regimes, first Mubarak's, then Morsi's. But that kind of citizenship, based on opposition, seems unable to change tactics and work towards reconciliation and reconstruction. It just recreates the protest cycle over and over again. The escalation of violence surrounding the 3 July 2013 coup d'etat further complicate chances for reconciliation. How much of this failure is due to uncritical citizenry responding to sensationalist media and how much to factors beyond individuals' agency and control, I don't know. But I believe that higher education has a crucial part to play in preparing today's youth for Egypt's future including promoting awareness of factors that restrict one's agency to act. I focus on higher education to suggest short-term solutions. Its role extends beyond simply educating enrolled students to community outreach. Long-term, of course, change needs to start in schools. Critical thinking in higher education. If promoting citizenship is an overarching goal of higher education, universities need to go beyond just promoting critical thinking, which is a form of education already in short supply, and community service to focus on developing critical citizenship, quote unquote. While not necessarily a new concept, the term could help us refocus on what form of education is needed. After years of studying critical thinking, I believe that our understanding of critical thinking needs to be contextualized. I work at the American University in Cairo, AUC, 
And the commonly adopted version of critical thinking here is North American, which includes reflective skepticism to inform decision making. Critical thinking is understood as consisting of a set of skills, such as evaluating evidence, uncovering hidden assumptions, and logically supporting one's argument, and dispositions, such as inquisitiveness and open-mindedness. Worldwide, it is questionable how far college can develop critical thinking in students who don't already have it, but even this kind of traditional criticality has failed on two fronts. First, most analyses of the Egyptian situation continue to be based on conspiracy theories to explain multiple conflicting realities, with little attention paid to evaluating evidence. Indeed, sometimes there just isn't enough evidence or even a search for evidence. Second, this approach does not prepare citizens to act upon their criticism. Such action or critical citizenship can benefit from two alternative conceptions of critical thinking. The first conception borrows from the critical pedagogy movement originating in the work of Paolo Freire in 2014. Here, the end of critical thinking is to challenge the status quo in order to achieve social justice, collectively raising consciousness of conditions promoting oppression in order to achieve liberation. It is a form of critical thinking that promotes praxis, reflective action based on knowledge, rather than mere activism, which we saw much of in Egypt from 2011 to 2013, or speech and dialogue unaccompanied by action, which we have been seeing for a longer time. It is not mere skepticism about separate facts. It is value-driven and historically situated questioning of power structures that lie beneath the surface. This kind of thinking may be easier to adopt when teaching social sciences and humanities, but more complex to include in the study of professions such as business and even more difficult in the study of sciences. But it's not impossible. For example, engineering courses can infuse elements of the social, economic, and ethical impact of engineering practices. The second conception of critical thinking comes from a feminist understanding of critical thinking based on women's ways of knowing by Mary Field Belenke and others in 1986. Their research indicated that women and some men tend to prefer more communal and less confrontational ways of learning rather than the pedagogies usually associated with critical thinking such as debating. This preference to understand the view of the other before critiquing it resonates with the philological hermeneutics, the understanding of a text from the author's viewpoint before critiquing it, of Edward Said in 2004. This approach widens one's worldview and also involves elements of empathy missing from the traditional understanding of critical thinking, which prioritizes logic and rationality. Critical thinking in politics. Political reactions in Egypt seem to me to fall on one of two sides. Either complete skepticism regardless of evidence, sometimes even creating fictitious evidence, or complete and blind trust, as in the July 2013 rallies in support of Generalist Sisi's speech. There has also been widespread lack of empathy for how the ouster of Morsi would affect his numerous supporters. The way Egyptians keep dividing themselves and doing so with passion, making possibilities for future reconciliation in a pluralistic society difficult, if not impossible. Egyptians need to develop their own notion of critical citizenship that does not simply adopt ideas from others, but is dialogically and reflectively developed and responsive to conceptual changes, considering issues of social justice and empathy needed in Egypt today. While most academics I know do consider universities agents of social justice and do themselves have empathetic and social justice orientations, I believe this does not always reach students. When our focus is to develop a traditional critical thinker, my research, Bali 2013, has found three pedagogies that can help infuse elements of empathy, social justice, and action in our teaching. The first is apolitical civic engagement via grassroots community service, which research such as Assad and Barsoom in 2007, Etara Bulsi in 2011, uh, Mercy Corps in 2012, and Shahata in 2018, and Westheimer and Kane in 2019. 
1998, has shown promotes adult political engagement. Another is simulated political engagement, such as model United Nations, also model Egyptian political parties, suggested by an AUC professor, to explore solutions in a safe environment. The third is intercultural dialogue to widen empathetic understanding of diverse worldviews. Higher education's role, as I see it, is to help society reflect beyond activism and resistance, necessary and important as they are. There is a need to develop critical citizens capable of negotiating multiple conflicting interests in a process of creatively co-constructing a better future. That was Critical Citizenship for Critical Times, read by its author, Maha Bali. This article originally appeared on Alphanar Media on the 19th of August, 2013. It was reprinted in hybrid teaching with publisher and author permission. Mahabali is Associate Professor of Practice in the Center for Learning and Teaching at the American University in Cairo. She is co-founder of virtuallyconnecting.org and a facilitator of edcontexts.org. Well, that's it for this episode. Next time, you'll hear Interrogating the Digital Divide by Lee Scholar Bassett. This serialized audiobook version of Hybrid Teaching, Pedagogy, People, Politics is available wherever you find podcasts. I'm Chris Friend, collection editor, podcast producer, and host. I tweet at Chris underscore Friend and teach at Kane University in Union, New Jersey. The theme music for this project is Where Was I from Lee Rosevere. That song, as well as the text and audio of Hybrid Teaching, are all licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, which means they can be reused with author acknowledgement. Licenses like these make multimedia works like this simpler to create, and I'm especially grateful to each of the authors for allowing their material to be reused in this format. And I'm also grateful to you. Thanks for listening.